Looking to buy or sell a home? Make sure you have the knowledge you need with a professional home inspection from National Property Inspections Fort Wayne, covering hundreds of homes' vital systems from roof to foundation. MPI also offers radon, mold, and pest inspections to give you complete peace of mind. Plus, every home inspection comes with a free six-month warranty. NPI is a veteran-owned, family-operated business that's proud to serve our local community. Call 260-705-9835 to schedule your inspection with MPI, Fort Wayne's premier home inspection service. Get $25 off your home inspection when you mention code NPI25. Hey there, my name is Tyler Morningstar, and I'm here with my co-host and mom, Carrie Morningstar. This is the Selling Fort Wayne podcast. This podcast is focused on all things real estate related in and around the Fort Wayne area. We'll also touch on some community events and some community outreach as well. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, welcome to the Selling Fort Wayne podcast. It is I, Tyler Morningstar, with my co-host and... Mother. What's your name? Carrie Morningstar. 260-410-8294. If you want to call me about real estate. <laughs> Beat you. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We have an exciting guest today. Uh, the real estate market is a little different than the last time we did a conversation with a loan officer, so we thought we would kind of address what's going on out there, and, and Ben here is going to kind of explain what's going on. Ben, would you introduce yourself, please? Yeah, happy to. Thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Ben Poehler, mortgage loan officer with Three Rivers Federal Credit Union. Um, been in the lending industry for about five years, started in real estate on the title side a few years prior to that. and. Look forward to catching up with you guys and hopefully informing people on what's going on in kind of the ever-changing market right now. Sounds good. I think one of the things that was really important to Tyler and I was getting somebody on here, and especially Ben, to talk about why not to be afraid to go ahead and purchase some real estate. Interest rates have climbed a little bit, and um, you know we're just wanting Ben here to talk about why not to be afraid and what's happening in the market. As our market has changed, so have some of the lending programs and uh, different things that are being offered. So, da 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 da, Ben, you're on. <laughs> I'm getting pretty good at this conversation and have over the past probably six to eight months as things have continued to change. So, yeah, I, I use the term uh, kind of COVID interest rates. Uh, if you look back at the pandemic in 2020 when that first hit and everything kind of went sideways. So, uh, something that the Fed had control over was they wanted to drop interest rates to, to keep things moving. So they did. Uh, we saw historically low rates stayed low longer than I think most of us thought. We thought it was going to be, you know, maybe six to 12 months. But again, there were so many question marks in that in that uh, COVID pandemic time frame. So middle of 2022 last year, we finally saw inevitably what was going to happen. And uh, the Fed as far as Fed funds, as far as where we borrow our money from before we lend it to the consumer, they typically have a reputation for going aggressively one way or the other. Um, so in the middle of last year, that's what we saw. Um, they got very aggressive. We woke up the next day and saw a pretty intense jump um, in interest rates, and we all had to adapt. 
Um, so what we've seen over the last probably three months or so is a little bit more stability. So uh, use the term kind of like when you, you're going through stages of grief, right? And I think we're to the point now where we're kind of getting to that acceptance stage. So you're seeing a lot of consumers accepting the fact that this may be the new norm here for a little while. Um, but to speak to your point, Carrie, talking about you know the, the fear that people are feeling from interest rates, um, we had kind of touched on it a little bit before we got started here, and um, I've, I've done a lot of reading over it. Back in when the rates were extremely low, you were typically probably overpaying for a house. I don't. Th- I think that's fair mm-hmm. to say. Very much Can, so. Consider you know what what it was listed for. You know you had these big appraisal gaps. Your competition was much more stiff. So. Um, now you're seeing um, housing price, prices are, are cooling off a little bit, and you have these higher rates. So it's it's trying. We're trying to find that balance right now, and I think we're getting closer to a healthier market in general. Home prices are coming back to where they probably should be. Um, interest rates, I know they're not three and four percent anymore, but you know historically we're still in a good spot. You know over the last twenty years or so, I think interest rates the average is about eight percent. So if you talk to your parents. They'll probably tell you, you know, 10, 12, 14 uh, wasn't typically a terrible interest rate to have. Right. Being hey, the, Mom, tell me all about it. <laughs> you've already heard. After being in the business for 34 years, yes. But I have to say, in all my years of experience, this has been a very unusual market in the last five years, probably. So, with that being said, with Ben being at Three Rivers, Three Rivers became very creative on different things that they wanted to do. So, Ben, I was thinking maybe you could talk a little bit about, I'm sure everyone's pretty sure about what a 15 or a 30 year is, but please talk about that. But also, what's an ARM? Sure. So ARMs um, were very popular back in 2008, 2009. That's what got, you know, there was a lot of flexibility allowing people to get in there. Unfortunately, it kind of led us into, I know I won't speak on that too much, but it, you know, it led us into to what we saw in that, that housing crisis. But um, the ARM program, uh, middle of last year, really kind of exploded again. And that was because that's the difference between portfolio lending and secondary market lending. So hold on, I'm going to freeze you there. Yeah. To an uneducated person, or maybe they're just listening to this, maybe wanting to buy a house, can you explain the differences between those two? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So secondary market lending is typically, it's, it's when you're going to go out on the secondary market after a loan closes. So somebody buys a house, you get through the underwriting process, you get through the closing at that time, whoever your lender was, typically you see it in broker world. We as a bank or credit union, we do that as well um, to some of our traditional loans, which is going to be your 30-year fixed or your 15-year fixed. You're going to go out there on the secondary market, and you're going to have somebody purchase this loan from you. Now, servicing is a totally different conversation. I'll, I'll touch on that here in a second. But the portfolio lending is where the financial institution is going to lend their own money. So we're going to create the programs to where you don't necessarily have to conform to that pretty little box of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac in the secondary market, and you can be a little bit more creative. So portfolio lending is lending on your books, where secondary lending, you have to conform to their guidelines and their restrictions before you sell it. So portfolio basically is you're tailoring a loan to their particular needs because you're going to carry the money. Correct. Okay, cool. So that, that leads me into another conversation that when, when you're talking about portfolio lending, we want it to be used truthfully for what it's for. And it's usually for when you get into more unique situations, more creative situations where you have to kind of think outside the box. There's properties that you know Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and the secondary market just won't accept, depending on if it's you know, a duplex, a, a quadplex, or, you know, non-warrantable condos, those types of things that don't fit inside your traditional single-family residence that most people are buying. 
There's also other other guidelines and other overlays that they look for as far as uh, you know credit scores have to be certain things. You have to have a certain amount of assets. All of those that if you're not great in one but you're strong in the other, we may explore that as a portfolio option where other people are going to say you don't check all the boxes. But if you check three of four with us and you're strong in the other ones, we may explore some portfolio options to, to get you into your house. Bad. I've had people ask me if they deposit money in Three Rivers, will they get a lower interest rate? Does that ever happen? It, it does not. No. Okay. No. We're, uh, we're going to treat everybody the same, whether you're a member of ours now uh, or if you're a new member to the credit union uh, where we have the opportunity to deepen the relationship. Um, but no, as far as the mortgage rates, we're going to offer the same across the board, regardless of the relationship with us at the time. Good. You? That's a great question, though. Okay, Ben. So we've talked about this portfolio, and we've talked about uh, selling it on the secondary market, which you know a lot of times people say, hey, they sold my loan. That's what that means. But my other question to you is, we've talked about a 15, we've talked about a 30. What in the world is an arm, and how does that work? Yeah, great question. So uh, like I said earlier, those have become very popular, and they... They showed up as soon as we saw that first interest rate jump in the middle of last year. And the reason was, was because it, you know, on that portfolio lending, you have a little bit more control over that interest rate. So the people that we have been working with over the last, what's called six months of 2022, from January up until the first jump, you know, they were all set on this 3% rate. And they were all set on these super low fixed rates where the housing market hadn't adjusted. So home prices were still staying somewhat steady. So a lot of these financial institutions came out with these different ARM products at lower rates. And this allowed people to keep that same buying power so they could still go out and buy that house, offer it at a lower rate. And then we kind of phased out of that and now people have accepted the fixed rates. But as far as what an ARM is, an ARM is an adjustable rate mortgage. That's what ARM stands for. And there's a few different options. The most common ones are probably your 5-1 ARM and your 7-1 ARM. And what those are is depending on the product that you choose, year, year five comes and you've been in that home, your rate becomes susceptible to the market and it can adjust from there. Nobody has, any, nobody has a crystal ball. We don't know what rates are going to be doing in five years, but they could be lower, they could be higher. Whatever the market is doing, your rate is going to adjust to that. Now, the pros to the ARM side of things is that there's caps on these. They put annual caps, meaning that they can only go up or down a certain percentage point. And then they also have lifetime caps meaning whatever you started at, the rate can never go higher or lower than what that initial rate offering was. And then they put off, they put caps on there as far as how many times they can update. So that's kind of a 30,000 foot overview of what an adjustable rate mortgage looks like. So I'm under the impression, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. So this, let's say a seven one arm, it stays fixed for seven years and then that eighth year, if you're getting it at a lower interest rate, that one is it might go up 1% and that follows prime. Is that true? Um, so yes, it, it does go with prime. But as far as what the the second number is, so typically they come in three tiers, right? To where you're going to have the, the five-year arm, which is when it becomes um, adjustable. And then after that, you want to look at three different numbers. Let's go with two, two, six, I guess. The first number is going to be what the initial jump can be. The max can be two as far as how up or down it can go. The second number is going to be the following years as far as how much it can go up and down, which is gonna be that 2%. And then the last number, say it's a six, is what your lifetime cap is. So it can never go more than 6% over the initial cap rate. So if you hold, have- Hold on, you jumped, you, you skipped over something. 
what does prime mean? Remember, we got to educate people, and, and some people may not know what she meant by that. Can yeah. you kind of break that down yeah, for us? Yeah, so that's, that's uh, the most common one is the Wall Street Journal Prime. So that is going to be the prime rate that is going to be offered out there on the market. Now, that is not what the consumer is going to get. That is not going to be their traditional rate. That's what's being lent to, to financial institutions. Now, we have our margins, obviously, to make it financially make sense for us. Sure. So then we build in our margins to where that's the rate that we are going to be able to offer you. So hypothetically, if you have an interest rate of four and it's fixed for seven years, I guess we'd wish it was four. Let's <laughs> say four. Four, and it says seven, one. So does it go from 4% then to 5%? That's what I always get asked. What's that one mean? It, it depends on what the initial rate adjustment is. So if the initial rate adjustment is one, it can only go up by one or more. And now, that depends per product, correct? Absolutely. So the, the asterisk for people listening to this is you need to know that information before you agree to do that. Yeah, and that, that information should definitely be disclosed up front. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when two, in 2015, they created RESPA and TRID, which is Truth in Lending, to where there's you know, three business days or 72 hours from application that these disclosures have to go out to you. And they're going to explain everything. But I'll be honest with you, the average consumer, it's going to look a little confusing. It's going to have different boxes. It's going to tell you year one through seven, this is what your payment's going to be. Year eight, nine, and so on and so forth, this is what it could be. But we don't know that information at the time. So mm-hmm. we do the best we can, you know, guidelines that we have to fall in. And that information is fully disclosed because back in 2008, that, that didn't exist mm. to where loan officers were not clear at all as far as what an arm was. And I actually just met with a, uh, a customer of mine probably about two weeks ago. And it was my first time sitting across the table from somebody that was in 2008 when he bought the house. And he, he, has, he has it together. I mean, he, he's crossed his T's and dotted his I's now. But at that time, he bought a house. His loan officer told him nothing about the adjustable rate. He thought he was on a fixed rate. And uh, he said he was there for 12 months. And the next year, his payment almost doubled. And he couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. So he ended up losing it. And that is case in point mm-hmm. what happened in the, the 08, 09 housing crash. If anybody's listening to this, if you have not seen the big short it does a phenomenal job of explaining all of that wonderful wonderful movie and it's a pretty funny movie too it is but they 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 make it so that the average consumer can understand it mm-hmm. and they don't they don't dive too deep into it um but it, it's enough to where you can they, they show some of the loan officers and the type of things that they were doing and who they were financing to mm-hmm. and then just the ignorance of the average consumer of I didn't know I had any of those things. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing too, uh, real quick, when the cap, like you said, two two six, so the six means, and if I've got this correct, that the most it can go up is six points. So you could be paying ten percent interest if it was at four percent. Correct. Correct. So the bottom line is to make sure you know what the the end result is. Exactly. Because it will adjust. Does it ever go down? If, yeah, if the market goes down, yeah. I mean, if, if prime goes down and rates drop, yeah. So, again, something not to be afraid of. Just get a little bit more education. This is why at the end of this uh, podcast, we want Ben to give you his number so you can call him and ask him about an, an arm or any other programs that he might have. So, if I again, if I'm somebody, because I always try to, when we do you these... You are somebody to me, one. honey. <laughs> good one. When we do these podcasts, I always try to think of questions someone who may not they're not in this world right and so right. what what are they thinking when sure. listening to this so you know 
one of the benefits of an arm is you can refinance, mm-hmm. right? So you can refinance into a 30-year if that rate is lower. But can you also refinance into another arm? Yes, you can. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no restrictions on the ARM program. Um, it is a vehicle, obviously, to get you into a house should the rate make more sense for you at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody's situation is different. You know, if first-time home buyer, yeah, you're probably not going to be in that house. You guys might know those stats a little bit better than I, but I think it's three to five years or somewhere around there mm-hmm. to where you may never see the adjustable side of it. You know, but if it's somebody who's going to a villa, who's downsizing, you know, that plans on being there for the long haul, and again, not knowing what the future holds, it could be a big risk. You know, mm-hmm. say seven years, we keep trending upwards. And then that, you know, you do get to the point where that adjustable rate happens. You could be, you know, staring a much different payment in the face. Yeah. So again, you know, use that term relative. It's all, it's all relative to everybody's situation and everybody's varies. Ben, are there any other products that Three Rivers has right now that you would want to share with anybody listening that might be enticing for them? Yeah. So um, just just to kind of wrap up the conversation about the the arms and the portfolio lending, we, we combated the, the arms. We, we made a large offering ourselves back when rates originally jumped. We were never really the lowest in town from an interest rate standpoint. Um, I'm, I'm confident in saying that. But it typically comes with the relationship after closing. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, we talk about this portfolio in the secondary market, regardless of what loan you choose, the relationship stays with us. So we're going to service your loan. We're going to keep it in-house. You're going to make all your payments. We're going to manage your escrow. Um, and to a lot of people, that's very important because if you're going out there and that, that loan's being sold, you know, three, four, five times, you're changing auto, you know, auto pays and, uh, you know, where your bills go and all those types of things. So I, I, I kind of want to focus on the relationship side of stuff. But to answer your question real quick... Yeah, we've, we've got a lot of different uh, programs that we can do. And that's actually the reason that I was most attracted to Three Rivers probably about, it's probably been three years now that I joined the team. But um, we can get really creative. You know, I'm very fortunate to, to, to work with, um, well, I've worked with both of you guys a little bit. But when you have those specialty kind of niche markets, whether it's, you know, you've got your physicians, you've got your business owners, you've got, you know, downtown is kind of booming. So there's a lot of unique projects down there from, from condos um, and those types of things that that we can get creative. The the banking side versus the broker side, where uh, you know you can look into to piggyback programs where you can put a HELOC on it when somebody doesn't have the twenty percent down. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Well, yep. what's, okay. what's that down. terminology? Piggyback is a little bit. It's a little bit behind the house information that the most consumers is not going. They're not going to know what that is. So, but I. I'd but be happy people to, do say that. So please say what that means because yeah. I've had people go. What does that mean? Yeah. It's, um, you know, I, I guess if, if uh, from an analogy standpoint, is where we're going to have one loan piggyback on the other. So you're going to do it a traditional first mortgage. But there may be situations where, you know, for people that aren't familiar with PMI, that's any time you put less than 20% down. You have to carry the private mortgage insurance, which is required on, on all conventional loans. Thank you, 2008. Yeah. Um, so a piggyback might be somebody that doesn't isn't in a position to put 20% down. But you don't have the ability to get mortgage insurance because your credit score might be a little bit longer. But you could be strong in every other asset, uh, every other situation of your application, to where we'll do a first mortgage and we can avoid that PMI by putting the second mortgage, the piggyback home equity line of credit, on that, so we can avoid those things. And that's just where the creativity comes into play. And I think it, you know to answer your question as far as the different programs we can do, it's. It, it, it keeps us on our toes and, yeah. and, and keeps us sharp as far yeah. as thinking outside the box. Now, since you mentioned the home equity line of credit, 
why don't you go ahead and kind of explain what that is too? Yeah, do you I, handle that then? Um, so tip, typically, I don't. No, um, you know, we we they have us broken down into two different types of loan officers at, at our institution where. We've got internal that specialize in that to where their job is home equity lines. Uh, so they're going to be a little bit more well-versed in the products. They're going to be a little bit more well-versed in the systems and the processes to kind of streamline everything for you. But uh, the home equity lines have become extremely popular in the last three to six months probably. Because if you're at a 3% interest rate and you took advantage during the refinance boom or you bought, you're not interested in right now going to look for something where your rate's going to double. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be more of a lateral move right? Um, from, a, from a house standpoint. So... If there's updates you want to do with the house, if you've got a little bit of debt going on and you want to consolidate some of that debt, if you want to use that for a down payment on an investment property, which is very popular right now. A lot of people are getting into that investment game, um, but they don't want to reach into investment accounts and they don't want to touch 401ks or anything like that. Uh, A home equity line of credit allows you to uh, tap into the equity of your current house. You do not touch your first mortgage whatsoever. So whatever interest rate that's at, whatever loan program you're on, that stays the same. And then you open a second mortgage, and there's there's several different options, but I'll just give you the, the, the gist of what the home equity line is. So you can pull that money out, and you can draw on it to, to use it for whatever you'd like. You can pay off debts. You can use it to fund some sort of um, you know updates at the house, whatever Here's whatever what I'm be. seeing, Ben, and I think you could help with this. I'm seeing parents taking out home equity lines so their children can pay cash for a home, and then the children are getting a loan and paying them back because right now the hottest price range in Fort Wayne is about 150 to 300 mm-hmm. and so we're still seeing multiple offers we're not seeing you know guarantees as much but to make the offer look as beautiful as possible I'm seeing where parents are getting home equity lines and giving their kids cash. Can they do that with you, too, where you'd help them with both ends of that? Yeah, certainly. So the idea there is temporary financing, right? It's right. to you know, take advantage of um, you know, still a, a somewhat hot market. You know, Houses are still selling rather quickly, so you want the most attractive one. Yeah, so that would be temporary. So you'd be, the parents would open a home equity line, go purchase it, and then when the time comes, as long as the person living in that house, if they're doing it for their kids, as long as the kids are living there primarily and that's their house, they could always explore some sort of cash-out refinance if, race, if rates were to settle and, okay. and pay back the parents to, to get I mean, kind of win-win for everybody at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ben talked about something or touched upon something, and I want to reiterate this with him. Um, I use Ben on a lot of different loan applications or so forth, and one of the things that I find very good about Ben and uh, one of the reasons when he was talking about customer service is Ben is all about customer service. And if you want something done, that's the man. And I feel like it, the thing that I like about it is on our side, you know, when we refer someone, you know, I'll give several names and more times than not, Ben will end up with the loan. But one of the things for me is it's good because he gives me the feedback that I need to follow the loan to make sure that everything's going to close on time. And I appreciate that, Ben. So not only is he giving you customer service, but he's giving us as an agent customer service because we're a team and it all works together. So thank you, Ben, on that. No, I appreciate that. And I, I, kind of a, a nice little segue, if I may, to, to jump into something real quick. Um, so Carrie and I have talked about my past um, and, you know, over the years as far as customer service. And as much as I'm in the business of doing mortgages to keep food on the table for, for me and my family. 
it's really more of a people business. It's really more of a consumer, mm -hmm. um, not just the relationships with them individually, but also with the agents, the title companies, the homeowners insurance. There's a lot of moving parts that goes into to buying a home, whether it's your first or your fifth. But that's that's kind of what we look for at Three Rivers is a, we want a deeper relationship. We want. It's, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll help you with your mortgage, but I also noticed you may have a car loan at a higher rate. Well, maybe we can look into refinancing that. So we've got a lot of different lending vehicles to kind of improve somebody's overall financial wellness. So mm -hmm. it may start with the mortgage, could turn into some sort of student loan conversation, could turn into investment opportunities. So that was another driving force behind me joining Three Rivers is we we want to do a lot more than just mortgages. We want to We want to help you. Um, with your overall financial situation. And that leads me into another one. I've had people say to me, do you know a loan officer that my kids, we don't know if they can get a home or not. They might have some questionable credit. Can you put them on some sort of program or t teach them or show them what they need to do to clean up their credit so they can ultimately purchase a home? Can, sure. Do you have a program like that or how does that work? Yeah, ben? so we have, we have an entire credit solutions uh, team at Three Rivers, specifically that all they do is help people with credit. Now, in my experience as a loan officer, I've seen the quick fixes. So I can I can tell you what to do if you need to get your score up really fast uh, to, to help qualify for a mortgage. But long term, to get you in a better spot, we have an entire team that can help coach you through all of that. Whether it's in, I've got internal teams, I've got external relationships that I can reach out to if it's a little bit more unique situation depending on, um, you know, how aggressive you know they may need to be, um, mm -hmm. depending on their time frame and what their current situation is. But I can always give them you know small little tips just to help get the get the conversation yeah. going, and then pass them along to my team. Whether it's after we get them in the house or not, to where they could set themselves up for the next car loan, the next boat loan, the next student loan, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. It's a really nice resource to have. I think that's an important factor. I think I know as a mom, I probably didn't do that as well with my <laughs> children that I should have like budgets and things like that. But I think I think you need to start young and start thinking about that kind of stuff. And when they get in the teenage years, start talking about what the future is. Do you want to purchase a home, a car, or whatever? Yeah, we, we love young new members. They're going to come into the credit union um, just because there's not necessarily bad habits to break. Um, they're coachable. And depending on you know the way they've been brought up or how they've been taught to handle finances, we can give them some really good tips and really good coaching on on how to set yourself up for success, whether it's house, car, yeah. college, all of those things. Yeah. That's fantastic. So I know we kind of got off mortgages there. No, 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 no. There's a lot of great stuff there. Another thing, too, you've been with Three Rivers th for three years. How long has Three Rivers been in existence in Fort Wayne? Great question. Um, and actually, this year, we'll be celebrating our 88th anniversary um, oh my gosh. As, as, as a credit union. So started on the International Harvester side, which is where we got a lot of our um, a lot of our membership started in, in 1935. And after that, became uh, Three Rivers Credit Union. That's fantastic. I did not know that it's been there that long. 88 years. Yeah. And I've always had, first off, I mean, my wife and I are members. We use Three Rivers, but we've always had as a... As Me a too. As a professional, anytime I've seemed to have any type of maybe self-employed or any type of maybe doesn't quite fit in the box loans, Three Rivers is always like, yeah, we got it. Sure. No problem. Well, Ben, I, I think this has been a really informative uh, podcast. I thank you for coming on here. Oh, and, thanks for and having me. Before we 
officially go, will you give everyone your contact info so they can uh, reach out to you? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, I don't really have a home base for an office, so I wouldn't pop into any Three Rivers branch expecting to see me. I kind of float around, but my phone is is always on me. Uh, Direct line is 260-609-5832, or you can reach me at email B, and my last name, Polar, P-O-E-H-L-E-R, at trfcu.org. And if you didn't get all that, it'll be in the show notes. Ben, I can't thank you enough. We've been wanting to get Ben on for probably over a year now, and he's been so busy, but now he gave us a little bit of his time, so we're really thankful that he's here with us. Right, Tyler? Indeed. I don't know if anybody's as, as busy as, as you specifically, Carrie. <laughs> always seem to be all over town doing something. Getting but guitar I, picks and right, stuff yeah, from people we don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, hey, Ben, thanks again for coming. We're no, so you. thankful that you were here and uh, um, gave us such a great wealth of information. And uh, please, again, if you have any questions regarding uh, 30, 15, an arm, please give Ben a call. He's more than helpful. Like I said, he's been so helpful to us. And please give him a call. Hey, I appreciate you listening. It's been a while, Tyler. Yeah, so I'll wrap up saying this. Um, We're going to continue to pump these out a little more consistently. If you would not mind, someone still send us an email. (laughs) We've been doing this for over a year and not a single email has been received yet. (laughs) Sellingfwpodcast at gmail.com. And lastly, if you do find it valuable, if you do find that we give you good information, please share it with other people. We're just trying to get word out on real estate stuff and, and community stuff stuff in Fort Wayne. The first person who emails us a question, I will send them a $50 gift card or a gas card. Waiting to hear from you. All right. Thanks again. 